Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. Been long awaited, been gone for a long time. I'm really sorry about that guys. Just been busy with school, honestly got really distracted with finals. I took some time off because I was just focused on that. Um, once those got over, spring break hit. Had a really, really good spring break. Obviously the first week of school is now passed. We're now at the end of my second week of spring quarter, so... I think it's time to get going again. The draft is coming up very quickly here. I believe in less than two weeks. Two weeks as of yesterday, I believe. So we got a lot of stuff to cover in this next week. I'm going to try and make as much draft content as I can in that next week. Just so you guys can go back and listen to whatever you want to listen to. I'm probably going to talk about the position groups um, each episode at a time. So more than likely, I'm, I think I'm going to talk about wide receivers here today because that seems to be a huge talking point for most people. Just get that out of the way. I've already alluded to some of the top guys, so I'll probably spend less time on them and then a little more time on that tier that's like the 6 through 15 range because I feel like top 5 is kind of just wish-wash. A lot of people have the similar, similar top 5s. So I'll go over my rankings. They're kind of unofficial once you get past like the 8 mark. It's kind of just depending on what type of flavor wide receiver you want, if you know what I mean, what the offense is asking him to do. Because I actually think the depth isn't as bad as some people may think in this class. I don't think the top-end talent is nearly what it was in past years, especially, you know, we've been spoiled with Jamar Chase's and Justin Jefferson's. But I do think there is some good depth here, and I do think in the right scheme and the right offense, some of these receivers can be really productive at the next level. So I'm going to break it all down for you guys in this episode. Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to end up recording tomorrow and the next day. I'll probably do my cornerback rankings. I'll probably talk about quarterbacks in at least one of the episodes. But again, that's kind of a boring position group this year because I feel like there's only five guys you really need to talk about. But then again, some of those guys might be going in the first round, if not all of them. So worth mentioning a little bit at least probably going to go over um what did I, where did I, where was I cornerbacks quarterbacks and then honestly from there I'll just see where it takes me I'll probably talk about defensive ends and defensive linemen in the same episode because I already have all those rankings set up and then I'll probably talk about offensive guards and offensive tackles in the same episode off-ball linebacker and safety are two position groups that I don't even know if I'm going to be covering, but I absolutely have to cover this running back class. It is absolutely stacked. There's a lot of guys I really, really like. Um, I almost made this episode. I think that's the one I'm most excited about, so I almost made that episode th today's, but I'm going to talk about wide receivers because people tend to like that position group the most. Tends to get the most buzz around draft time besides quarterback, but then again, I feel like it's just so over talked about the whole quarterback situation when in reality only one or two of these guys is probably going to work out the next level just playing the stats game so without further ado i've been rambling for three minutes here really excited to get back into it with you guys obviously um been gone for a little while so really excited to get back into it and yeah let's get right into some wide receiver rankings keep in mind they're kind of rough rankings because it again it kind of depends on what you're what you want in your receiver, and obviously they're kind of subjective to everybody and what they prefer in an offense. So I'm going to shut the fuck up now. Let's get right into it and enjoy, guys. All right, so as I alluded to in my intro, this wide receiver class is a little underwhelming on the top end. I think there's one guy that's going to make an immediately, or sorry, contribute immediately to basically any NFL team. He needs to be a little bit dependent on his scheme because 
I'm sure you've already heard plenty about him. It is Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's much more of a slot wide receiver. He's a big slot receiver at that, but definitely a slot receiver because he lacks a little bit of that outside speed. But, I mean, he is so polished and smooth as a route runner already. He is going to come in and contribute immediately. I think that a team like New England, if they didn't just sign him, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster there, who's going to play the exact same slot role, I think that would be a team that would be very interested at 14. But, I mean, I think it really starts at 12. Or, honestly, it really starts at 9 if the Bears choose to go that route. I think that at 12, the Texans could be interested in him. I don't think they will, purely because of John Mechie. Now, that might not stop him from taking a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba, but they have a similar skill set, and they're going to be playing the same type of role. Um, And I'm sure you guys have already heard a ton about this guy, so I'll keep it pretty short. He's really not going to blow by you, as I'm sure most of you guys are aware. He's not a top-end speed burner guy, but he just wastes no movements. He's so sudden with his steps, and he's so smart, crafty and smart with his route running. He knows how to fall in zones. He really knows how to play in pro-style offenses. Um, obviously, Ohio State's terminology is much more simplistic. We've heard that time and time again, where the reads are much more simple. But, I mean, the other fact that he was the most productive guy out of Chris Olave garrett wilson and himself and it wasn't really close and then once those two guys went out in the rose bowl game he had one of the most historic college performances ever seen from a wide receiver so i mean that really should tell you everything you need to to know um he just such a smooth route runner cuts on a dime had some insane concentration catches on tape that i don't think a lot of people are talking about a lot of people just talk about him as his pure separator and he is that i mean he can totally break your ankles um leave you you know in the dust even if he's not this the fastest guy but he has some insane catches on film as well going over the top of defenders pinning the ball to defenders backs i mean he's got some really really impressive ball skills displayed his reactions and his hands are incredible he really does catch the ball with his hands i think that's a little bit of a underrated trait in a wide receiver these days do you go attack the ball or do you let the ball come to you and your body uh jackson smith and jigba definitely goes and attacks the ball he just makes it look so easily and i really do think he's going to be an excellent slot receiver in the nfl level i'm Put him as my number one receiver because he might not have the tools as my number two guy who you probably already have an idea of who it is by now. But he just feels so safe. We know exactly what he's going to be. It feels like we should at least. It feels like his floor is pretty fucking high in my opinion. And honestly, even though he's not going to blow by you, he can do some really good things after the catch because he's got a really strong base. His contact balance is pretty good. Pretty good stiff arm. Again, he's not going to turn the corner on these elite cornerbacks that are just going to be fast as shit especially at the nfl level they're much faster but i mean he does everything really really well he's basically everything you'd want from a slot wide receiver and especially in today's nfl this is getting much more much more common with 11 personnel becoming the new norm and three wide receivers almost always out in the field you're basically always going to have a slot receiver out there jackson smith and Njigba, as polished as it gets really really excited to see where he ends up i mean i think if he falls past like Honestly, past the Packers, because I think the Packers, that would be fantastic for them. And I would, I mean, trust me, I wouldn't like it if he's in the Packers because obviously Bears fan. But I mean, if he ends up somewhere in the 20s, if he ends up going to Seattle or even Los Angeles, ends up down there with the Chargers, man, this guy is going to have an incredible, incredible rookie year. And definitely someone you're going to be targeting in fantasy football. Probably going to be a low end wide receiver too, right off the bat. And I'm really not 
you know, that nervous to be saying that. Up next, and again, I'm not going to spend too much time on these top guys because you've already heard enough about him. Up next, Quinton Johnson is my second wide receiver. This is kind of where a new tier starts. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is in a tier entirely by himself. But, I mean, Quinton Johnson is definitely worthy of being the wide receiver, too, in this class, in my opinion. And I think it's purely because he has one crucial thing that basically no other wide receiver has in this class. I mean, there's a few others, but not with his level of production and also the traits he possesses. And it's it's simple. It's simple. It's his traits that are just non-coachable. It's his frame and it's his athleticism. Um, he has every uncoachable ability that you really want to see out of an ex-wide receiver. He's 6'3", absolutely lit up the combine. I should probably pull up these guys' combine numbers as I'm going through this because just so I can, you know, put the numbers and really explain what you see on tape because, I th again, Jackson Smith and Njigba, one of these guys where – he didn't test, um, you know, insanely well. He didn't even run the 40 at the combine, but he ran a 40 like you'd expect at his pro day in the low four fives. But it was his change of direction, Jill, his three cone. That was really so impressive and really put him over the top and really, you know, just amplifies what he, how he wins in his game. Quinton Johnson, pretty similar. I mean, didn't absolutely light up the 40. It was a good time, not a great time, but just, or, uh, did he even run the 40? Now that I think about it, I don't know if he did. Sorry, I think I'm mixing them up. I don't think he did run the 40, but he did. I know for a fact he jumped out the gym in the vertical jump. Here he is right here. 40 and a half inch vertical. I'm pulling up his profile. Yeah, so he didn't run the 40-yard dash. I imagine it would have been the 4-4s and an 11-2 broad. So, again, really showing that explosiveness. And, again, just really, really, really big receiver. Um, blend of size, length, and speed. It all goes really well at the next level. And I think that he doesn't use his body as well as you exactly want to i think there's a lot better jump ball specialist you know we saw that with drake london next last year excuse me with his basketball background he's basically posting people up and just using his really big frame to get in front of the ball and just pluck the ball before it could get there quinton johnson wasn't doing that as much he wasn't doing what i was just talking about with jsn where jsn was catching the ball with his hands quinton johnson let the ball come to him too many times and the thing is, I do think you can fix this. I think that there's a way you can develop that. And if you do, he's going to be really, really hard to stop and just might be, might just be, excuse me, the best receiver in this class when it's all said and done. But just from what I've seen from JSN and how consistent he can be and how he wins, I like that a little bit more. I like the true separator because Quinn Johnson, I mean, he separates purely because his speed. He's not this crafty route runner who's you know, super quarterback friendly, and the fact that if you just throw his direction, he's got this huge catch radius, and he's going to go get it, that's not really his game, even though it seems like that should be because of his build and how fast he is, that's really not what he's doing, he's, yes, he's a burner, he's very explosive and can easily take off in a hurry, once you get the ball in his hands, it's pretty hard to bring him down just because of his massive frame, but that's, his play style, he's not very physical. He's never going to run you over. He's not going to try and stiff arm. He's more of a wiggle finesse guy. And someone of that size, I do think that's actually a, not a bad trait to have because sometimes that can be a little harder to instill in them. And sometimes, you know, there's problems with hip stiffness and fluidity and mo their movements. And so that's a little bit harder to coach up in a player. So that's why I don't mind taking Quentin Johnson in the top 15 in a lot of ways because he has so many tools that a lot of these other guys don't, and I think there is a reason to bank on that, especially if you can develop that physicality element of his game. At number three, okay, I'm, I'm wasting a lot of time on these guys. If I'm talking about four minutes each players, we're going to be here for an hour. I got 15 of these guys, so 
let's get it going. <laughs> uh, number three, though, I got Zay Flowers. Um, Zay Flowers is a guy. He plays even faster than his four four two. Again, I mean, I think you guys have heard it all. He can. He plays much bigger than his size. He weighed into the combine very, very light. I think that's a huge criticism of this wide receiver class is that it is just a small class. There's guys like Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, even Tank Dell, Josh Downs, who are being talked about. You know, as being first round picks potentially and those guys are just tiny i don't think tank dell or josh downs goes anywhere near the first round i'd be extremely surprised if josh downs and tank dell even go at like the beginning of the second round i would not take either one of those guys there but i am lower on those two guys than most so we'll get to them we'll get to them excuse me once i get to that part of my list anyways zay flowers number three um kind of feels like sky Moore coming out of western michigan last year and the fact that He's really fucking fast, but he also has a catch radius that's much bigger than his frame. I don't have his um, his measurables right now in front of me. Let me see if I can find those. Because I know Zay was a little bit of a freak in terms of just like huge hands and a pretty big wingspan for his size. I don't think Zay Flowers is anything like that. I think Zay Flowers is definitely a guy that's... Um, he's probably... <laughs> let's see... He's probably, yeah, so I mean, he's really not like that at all. He actually does have pretty big hands for his size, all things considered, nine and a quarter inch hands, but five, nine, 29 inch arms. Those are really, really short arms. But his production at Boston College, like when you watch the film, you do not think like, oh yeah, this guy's small. It's going to limit him in the NFL. That's really not what I'm seeing. He's going to be a slot guy at the next level, as a lot of these guys are, like I've talked about. It feels like a few times in this episode already. These guys are going to be very scheme specific. Say Flowers is going to be one of those guys. I think if there's any way he falls to 31 to the Kansas City, that would just be awesome to watch. That'd be so fun. I think they'd have a million ways to use him. Then again, they already have a guy, a lot of guys kind of like him, like this guy more. Um, but I mean, he's really good at tracking deep balls. He's really sudden with his feet. Again, sometimes it's almost too sudden. Like he can be in a hurry and he's like trying to like work through his progression so fast. Or not progression, his uh, his uh, route development so fast, and he kind of like will lose himself a little bit. But I mean, other than that, they're pretty fucking crisp, and he really does move his lower body very well. He can work back to the throw when is needed, so he's not gonna have this huge catch radius, but he's gonna fight for the ball and work back towards it, which I really do like. I hate when receivers just sit in a pocket and they just wait for the ball to come to him because that's how DBs can easily break it up. On those hitch routes, you got to go get the ball, and he really does do that. He can fight, um, hand fight pretty well. Contested catches, not bad. Um, that's not really his game. It's more so, it's not even like the contested catch where like if someone else's hands are there, he's going to come down with it in 50-50 balls. It's more like his body contortion. He's just really good at getting his body in a spot where he's able to catch the ball. He's really good at tracking the ball down the field. And yeah, I mean, again, a guy that plays with every single one he ran a 4-4-2-40 he plays like he ran in his low 4-4s maybe even high 4-3s he plays really really fast and again the size does concern me a little bit but i think where you're asking him to play you can even put him at a z or a flanker and get him moving you know before the snap get the ball in his hands on jet motions and stuff like that i think that he could excel in a role like that as well um not quite you know as what's the word as um I'm, I'm trying to make him a comparison to Kadarius Tony and the fact that Kadarius did have an amazing 40, but Kadarius, just his short area quickness and how fast he can cut on a dime, Zay's not going to do that, but in the way that 
they can win around the line of scrimmage as far as being a Z and, and moving before the ball is snapped, I think they could win in a lot of similar ways. You can definitely scheme really well around that skill set in Zay Flowers. So he's my number three guy. Number four, I have Jordan Addison. Um, maybe I'm a little too critical of this and maybe I'm looking at the combine a little too much, but Jordan Addison for being as small as he is. So if you can hear me typing, I'm just looking up his profile. Um, his production was amazing. Obviously transferring to USC this last year, really fixed up his drops that we saw a little bit at Pittsburgh the year before. So really impressive there. Um, and again, at Pittsburgh, he won, um, the best wide receiver, the Blitnikoff. Is that is that the award? I think that's the award. He won that. I mean, he was fucking fantastic. He comes to USC, has a little bit of a down, a dip in production, but he was playing a lot more out wide, so you can show you can do a little bit of both with him there because he is sudden enough off the line of scrimmage. Problem is with me, I think if you play press with him, I don't know if he's going to be able to get off of it at the next level because, again, this combine, he just kind of underwhelmed me. Coming in at 5'11", 173, that is really, really light, and that's, I mean... He's not even nearly... That's similar to, like, Devontae Smith type range, right? But the production that Devontae had was just completely unmatched. And the, the film was honestly completely unmatched. Devontae Smith was doing a lot better shit than Jordan Addison was doing at Pitt um, when he was there. And much better stuff than he was doing at USC. And then again, the testing numbers are just... For his size, you expect them to be a lot better. When you're only 173 pounds, you kind of want to make up for it in one of the other categories. I mean... They're not terrible numbers, but they're not great. 449, 40-yard dash for someone that size. Again, not terrible, but really not great. Really not going to help your stock. Um, and again, I think I'm a lot lower on him than some other people. Maybe I'm coming off as a little bit of a hater. And I mean, I don't want to say, like, the thing is, like, I'm not not rooting for any of these guys. I hope they, if I'm lower on someone, I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they go kick ass or I'm higher on someone than, like, well, shit. They, like, you know, I was wrong about them and move on, you know? It's just, like, there's no hard feelings here. It's all pretty subjective. And, again, this is just rankings of r recruits coming in the NFL that are going to be in whole new systems. You know, they're going to be in whole new coaching staffs. Who knows what's going to be going on behind closed doors. Um, you know, scheme's a big part of it all. So, again, take these all with a grain of salt. This is really just my personal opinion. And I just wasn't as impressed with Jordan Addison as I think a lot of other people. And, again... To go on with the testing numbers, 449 40-yard dash, a 1-5-6 10-yard split. Again, nothing crazy explosive. 34-inch vertical and a 10-2 broad. Really not that crazy of numbers, just not entirely blown away by him. And even at USC this last year, maybe I was just watching too much of the USC film and I didn't pay enough attention to the Pitt film the year before, but they schemed a lot of touches for him, and I, I just really wasn't impressed. Playing in the Pac-12 against some really mediocre competition, I just thought it was very much meh. Up next, let's go with Michael Wilson from Stanford. And again, this is where guys really start to blend into each other, and it really just depends on what you want. Michael Wilson, a guy who's been dealing with injuries basically his entire career up at Stanford, but, I mean, he's got it all. He's got every single tool you want from a wide receiver. Um, and going to Stanford, I really do like that because I think he's smart. Like, you've got to be smart to play in the NFL. You really do, especially at wide receiver. When you're dropping down those zones, you know where you want to be all that kind of stuff. I mean, his testing numbers weren't exactly amazing, but they weren't, again, they weren't awful, especially from when you see how he plays. He is a really fucking strong receiver. He can, I think he's going to run block really well at the next level once he gets coached up a little more for it. He benched 23 times at the bench press. That's really important. He can also win just 
the physicality battle if you're playing press with him he can compete with a lot of those really physical corners at the next level he's a huge big body wide receiver who can cut on a fucking dime i mean someone this big should not be able to cut this fast it shows in his 10 yard split he had a really really incredible 10 yard split of one five flat um vertical jump broad jump not fantastic numbers but they're good numbers i mean vertical jump of 37 and a half inches when you're i think i believe he's six three if i'm not mistaken yeah he, he weighed in a six two um 213 pounds for him there so i mean really really big receiver and he just uses his body really really well didn't run a great 40 at four five or f yeah four five eight but that's really not how he's going to beat you at the next level i really think he has a chance of being like a mike i don't want to this is really really high praise and i know michael thomas literally had one of the best seasons from a receiver ever but their skill sets kind of similar to me i mean michael thomas wasn't the fastest guy um he was just bigger used his frame really well to get in front of dbs and was just really sudden at the line of scrimmage really really quick feet really really good cuts really good releases i see a lot of similarities between him and michael wilson and he's quick enough with his feet that he can actually stack dbs at times and get over the top of them now in the nfl it's going to be a lot harder because they're just phys more physical and they're faster but again i think he has good enough idea of leverage he uses his body well enough and he has a quick enough first step that he's going to be able to create you know good windows for his QB and he feels like a guy that's going to be really quarterback friendly can go up and get it can put his body in front of the DB and just hand fight and win in those contested balls over the middle and a really tough guy so I really think the only thing that's holding Michael Wilson back at all is just health availability and if he has those two things he can be a really good receiver at the next level up next keep in mind this is really just however you want to shake this out. I'm a lot lower on Josh Downs than some, so I'm not talking about him yet. Number six, and honestly, number six is not too far from number 10, his teammate. I have Jalen Hyatt at number six, so I guess I spoiled it. I have Cedric Tillman at 10. I think Cedric Tillman could easily be higher than that. I really, really love Cedric Tillman's tape. I'll get to that once I get to that. Let's talk about Jalen Hyatt, though. Jalen Hyatt honestly surprised he didn't run faster in the 40 and that's that's just i'm only saying that because he ran a great 40 time but he looked like he flew in college and i think that really is telling to that scheme over there in tennessee and just how incredible he was and again this is another guy who's a lot smaller he's six feet 176 so might have some trouble dealing with press. He really never dealt with it at the college level. So we'll, we'll, I guess we won't really know I guess until he's put into it there. Um, but just an athletic specimen. I think if you can put a little more weight on him, it'd really serve benefit. Someone who really reminded, he really reminded me of while I was watching the film was actually Deshaun Jackson. I don't really hear a lot of people talking about that. I know Deshaun was a little bit smaller than him in terms of height. And Deshaun probably was a little bit faster than him. But just in terms of how he was used and how often he was just jumping off the screen as getting by two guys. And, you know, <laughs> that Alabama game, for instance, just deep bomb, deep bomb, deep bomb, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Couldn't even touch him off the line of scrimmage. And they're playing all these stacked concepts. So, again, you can give credit a lot of credit to the Tennessee scheme and that definitely might have had something to do with it um so it is kind of hard to tell you know it's just Tennessee in general is just a very very hard scheme to translate to the NFL I think Cedric Tillman's talent and his overall ability and what he was asked to do at Tennessee is much more translatable to the NFL he actually reminds me a lot of Alshon Jeffrey another eagle now that I think about it I just compared both these guys to eagles um Alshon Jeffrey also a bear can't forget about that but Jalen Hyatt again more of these more of this guy that's just 
just smooth and he didn't seem to have too many releases at the it's just incredible when you look at his college numbers it really is fucking incredible what he was able to do i mean his production was fucking dumb obviously won the bolitnikov this past year um for good reason too he, he had a crazy amount of yards crazy amount of touchdowns and someone that really does excite me if you get him i think this is such a i don't want to say boom or bust because i don't think he's gonna necessarily be a bust i don't want to put that type of label on this guy but i mean if you put him in the right scheme, I think he's going to be, I think what I'm trying to say is I think he's going to be like an absolute boom and he's going to be doing really big things for your offense. He's going to take a lot of tops off of offense. You got to respect him at the end of the day. Um, but again, it really just depends on what your team values, what they're going to be doing. I think a lot of people have been connecting him to the Chargers at 24. That feels a little early for me just because of his size and because of his play style and because of how they had him lining up at Tennessee. I don't know how much of his production is just, I don't want to say fraudulent, but just inflated, I guess the word is. Um, so I think I would be more inclined to take him at the beginning of the second round, maybe mid-second round. But, I mean, his fucking, he, he killed the combine. He really did. 4-4 flat, 40-yard dash. Obviously, maybe would have expected a little bit faster from him, given that he was really known as, like, the fastest guy in college football. But a 1-5 split, that's a really good number. Um, really shows that he gets up to speed really, really quickly. Um, a vertical jump of 40 inches, again, can go up and get 50-50 balls. But I don't know how much he's going to be doing that at that weight size. And an 11-3 broad jump, that shows that explosion. Um, really, really powerful hips and can just get up to speed really quickly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it was even, yeah, the NFL website even compared him to Sean Jackson. So maybe that's where I'm getting that from. And I'm just, you know, corrupting my brain by just reading these things over and over and over again. Cause I honestly did go into some depth about this. Let's get into number seven. I'm going to call an audible on the play. I had Josh Downs at seven and Tank Dell at eight. I'm going to switch these two, I think. I th But, that, like, again, it almost doesn't fucking matter. Deadass, I might even put Cedric Tillman above both of these guys. Because I think these rankings are so close. It really just depends on what you want. And it really doesn't matter. I think when you're just talking about the film, though, I think you got to have Josh Downs and Tank Dell above Cedric Tillman. But when you actually, you know, think about translatability and how successful they can be at the NFL level... I think Cedric Tillman's probably going to be a better NFL receiver than Josh Downs or Tank Dell. So, I mean, I guess that would imply that he's above them too. So, I'll just talk about Cedric Tillman right now. I guess he's going to, I'm going to call an audible and he's going to be the sixth wide receiver or seventh wide receiver in my rankings. Just talked about his teammate there in Jalen Hyatt. So, again, I already kind of alluded to it. Cedric Tillman, a guy that just feels much more translatable to the NFL level, feels like another guy, kind of like a Michael Wilson, where he's not quite as sudden um, and maybe not quite the athlete, but. He does a lot of things really, really well. He uses his body really well, really smart, and it's just a big framed guy. 6'3", 213, huge hands, 10-inch hands, 32-and-a-half-inch arms. Um, just able to big body and bully people. His tape against Keely Ringo, Georgia, was absolutely phenomenal. It really showed that he's more than just a possession catch guy that is going to go win 50-50 balls and catch the ball over up top of you, which he absolutely can do, but he can break down a hitch route and actually move his hips pretty quick so i think again that's part of we'll talk about that once i get to my cornerback rankings that's definitely something that keely ringo struggles with tremendously he cannot turn for shit he turns like a fucking boat he can run with anyone and he can blow up anyone but he cannot turn with you cedric tillman really did expose him in that game 
I really, really like how he can tra- possibly translate to the next level. And again, kind of reminds me of Michael Wilson in a way. Not going to burn by you with speed, but just knows how to use his body. Not quite as clean releases as him, but just really, really smart with how he uses his body, how he manages leverage, how he can... He's very quarterback friendly. Going to come back to the ball, going to high point the ball. Again, really, really big hands, really consistent catcher. Catches everything with his hands, doesn't let it come into his body. Really goes and attacks the thing before the DB can even get there. And again, good numbers, not great numbers. 5-4-5, five, five, or 5... No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. 4-5-4, four, four. did that backwards, sorry about that. Um, if you can hear that motorcycle, sorry about that too. Five, oh God, I said it again. Four, five, four, 40 yard dash. So again, not fantastic, but not bad either. Pretty damn good 10 yard split though. So he does get out of his stance pretty quick. 37 inch vertical jump, which again, when you're six, three, that's pretty fucking good. That means you can probably go over most DBs and a 10, eight broad jump, not elite numbers, but again, good. <clears throat> and I think he really does have a chance of being a really good NFL wide receiver, and again, he's being helped a lot in this class, and part of the reason why I called the audible and brought him all up, all the way up to seven is because, again, he brings an element that a lot of other wide receivers in this draft class do not have. He is 6'3", 215. He can go up and get it. He can be a true X at this next NFL level, and again, a lot of other guys in this draft class don't have that. Up next, let's talk about Josh Downs. Now, I guess he's my number eight receiver. Uh, Josh Downs, a guy that Kind of reminds me of Johan Dotson a little bit, but not quite as explosive. He just plays much, much bigger than his size. Um, his film was fantastic. You do have to ask how much of that was Drake May just, you know, throwing really, really good balls. Um, let me pull up his profile really quick before I, because I kind of forget his 40. I feel like his 40 was kind of to be expected. I think he ran in the high 4-4s. I think it was like a 4-4-9, if I'm not mistaken. 4-4-8. So, and a 1-4-9, 10-yard split. So, Again, pretty good explosive numbers there. Shows that he does get off the line of scrimmage pretty well. 30 half in an, 30 half in an 8. Whoa, 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 whoa. 38 and a half. What the fuck am I saying? 38 and a half inch vertical. There it is. English. 10 and 11 broad. Um, excuse me. Hold on. <coughs> wow, there we go. Um, yeah, but really just not as explosive as a separator as I think I wanted to see. I was just really impressed by, he plays so much bigger than his size. His contested catch rate is absolutely stupid for his size, and that's why he reminded me a little bit of Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson was a guy who could easily go fight for a ball, could definitely get a contested catch. We saw that in his rookie year in the NFL, even not being the biggest guy. The difference is, even Johan, Jahan, I think it's Jahan, um, not being the smallest or not being the biggest guy he's still 5'11 this guy josh downs is 5'9 171 so really really concerned with his weight there. going to be a slot receiver only at the next level i think but again i think he has the plus side of being a decent starter in the next couple years if he can just refine his route running a little bit it's not the cleanest thing he doesn't consistently separate um but again he doesn't need to because He's just catching the ball through people. He's fighting through contact. He plays so fucking strong. He plays so fucking fearless. I love the mentality he plays with. I just don't know how well it's going to translate into the next level at the NFL. And the more I'm talking to myself, the more I'm thinking I probably should have had him lower on this list. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I know a lot of people really like him. And his contested catch really does jump off the film. So that's really what you're going to be drafting him for. You're not going to be drafting him for speed. You're not going to be drafting him for his explosiveness. If you can... 
develop a little bit of that route running and craftiness maybe he doesn't have to go and contest it as much because he does have some element of explosion in his game it's not great but it's there um yeah i'm really not as high on josh downs as some others probably maybe should have even had this guy above him but he really didn't show these guys are kind of on opposite ends of the scale tank dell is my number nine receiver he has hints of calvin austin if you remember him coming out of last year's draft i believe they're around the same size and they play pretty similar they're just separation specialists and they are quick as shit off the line i mean lightning quick like the way to describe tank dell is one of those lightning bugs where as soon as you see it it's gone and then he's back over here and his production in college absolutely shows for it he was insane at the university of houston he put up ridiculous numbers um but let me pull up his explosion numbers here and again not a great oh his he's in this database as nathaniel dell i think why is it not showing up oh did he not run or yeah he didn't do the vert that's why it's not showing up tank dell here we go um so yeah four four nine forty same as josh downs again not really anything crazy but that's not really how he wins how he wins is that next one it's a 10 yard split one four nine ten yard split really just blazing fast gets out of his break so quickly but again 5 8 165 so you can argue like receivers aren't i'm sorry dbs aren't even gonna be able to press him because he's just so fucking quick off the line they're not even gonna get their hands on him and if they're too antsy to get their hands on him they might just miss and next thing you know he's blowing by you but i mean 165 at the nfl that is dangerously no low dangerously low and this is a guy that honestly i think the player comps uh comped josh downs to Kadarius tony this is someone who reminds me of Kadarius tony a lot more it's purely because in open space he's a nightmare he's so hard to bring down he's so quick and elusive um but again i do think you need to put a little more mass on him it does beg the question if you put more mass on him is he gonna lose some of that speed um maybe but i really just think his strength is in his change of direction it's in how fast he can cut his production absolutely showed for it he's able to separate on all three levels because of it and he's just like he just doesn't give any clues away when he's gonna break off a route he's just so sudden with it he just does it it's like so textbook for him it's so fluid for him and i mean maybe not fluid is the right it's more violent he just does it he's just boom gone there boom cut here it's it's so impressive to watch and i know i'm probably not explaining this very well but tank dell is someone who when you get the hands ball in his hands as long as he doesn't get absolutely lit up because he is very very small he's gonna make a few guys miss and he's gonna be you know a weapon if you use him creatively enough and i think in kansas city i think he'd be fantastic i think in miami he'd be fantastic in san francisco he'd be fantastic i think a lot of these scenarios where you know you have a coaching staff that can really use him creatively get him working in space i think he can be really dynamic at the next level um, i'm just worried about his size up next let's talk about rasheed rice coming out of tcu or not tcu smu the other texas school god excuse me um, one of these guys that, again, maybe not the biggest, maybe not the fastest, but kind of bringing something that a lot of these other guys in this class don't have. And the fact that he is bigger than most of them at the end of the day, it's not like crazy numbers for a wide receiver, but in this class, he's bigger than most. He's six feet and a half inches, which is 36 percentile. He's 204 pounds, which for this class, that's fucking huge. It's only 56 percentile. It's basically dead average. But for this class, that's really, really big. Uh, really good arms. So good catch radius, 32 and a half inch arms, 72 percentile. 
And then again, once you get down to these explosive numbers, he's pretty fucking good. Pretty average 10 yards, or sorry, uh, 40-yard dash at 4-5-1. That's, that's fine. That'll, that'll do in the NFL. That'll definitely suffice. But 10-yard split of 149, that's fantastic. That's 93rd percentile. Really shows, again, that number is more telling of how he's going to win in the NFL once he does you know, make it to the league. Vertical jump of 41 inches and a broad jump of 128. Those two numbers are ridiculous. He, he can catch it over you. He didn't show that too much on film, but his production was really good over there at SMU. Um, really knew how to use his body. Um, I think he's got, you know, the talent to even develop more and maybe be one of these guys that's better in the NFL than he was in college. And that's saying a lot because he was a great NFL or sorry, college wide receiver. And again, keep in mind, this is where these receivers get really, really close up next. Jonathan Mingo, pretty similar to she rice, just didn't really have the production that he had there, but in the, in the way that just the measurables kind of check out a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, I don't think he's as refined. I don't think he can separate as well. And again, this is a guy I'm maybe not as high on on some, but again, brings this kind of element that a lot of other guys in this class don't have. I think he's slightly more twitchy than uh, the Rasheed Rice, and he's bigger at the end of the day. He's 6'2", 220. Rasheed's about 6 feet, 205. So I think that's going to, you know, attract a lot more scouts and he's got bigger hands and longer arms it's just those intangible things you can't put on him are just better for jonathan mingo even though rishi produced at a much higher level and i think he is more polished to start right now mingo he's faster he didn't have as good of a 10 yard split his 40 yard dash was 446 so he shows he's got a little more of that long speed but that 10 yard split is telling a little bit more to me that he doesn't separate immediately. That showed up a lot on film. There's a lot of times where he's going up for contested catches and he's getting them. He uses his body well. He's got a pretty good vert at 39 and a half inch vertical or 39 and a half inch vertical. Uh, I said that really weird, but in a 22 inch bench press, so he can really fight guys on the perimeter and he can go and get it, but he's not going to separate like Rishi. I think that's where they're different. And um, I just don't think it's just, they're just a little bit different in that regard. You know, Rishi has got less tools. Mingo has more tools, but Rishi is much more refined and has shown the ability to consistently beat, you know, man coverage more. Jonathan Mingo, I just didn't really see it in, in terms of his production, just really wasn't there. I like what I've seen from some of his elements in the film and how he can, you know, use his body and go get the ball and win at the catch point. Um, but other than that, I wasn't too impressed by him, so that's why I've got Rishi Rice slightly ahead of Jonathan Mingo. Um, this is a guy, this next guy is someone who watching the tape, I, I easily thought he was like a 6'2", 205-pound receiver or something like that. He's not. He's very far from that. Um, and honestly, he did kind of let me down at the combine a little bit. He definitely would have been higher if he had a faster 40-yard dash. It wasn't a bad 40-yard dash. It just wasn't great by any means. And that's Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed, someone who, there was some absolute flash moments on film in terms of body contortion and how he manipulated excuse me, excuse me, his own body to make a lot of catches. The fact that he was just making a lot of contorted, you know, body morphing over the shoulder. He's just doing a lot of really good things in those regard. And he's got pretty good long speed. I think that really shows this 40 yard dash. 445 is a pretty damn good 40 yard time, but his 10 yard split was not there whatsoever. 157 40 yard split. I don't really think the route running is that crisp. That's really what we saw on tape. Um, but just highly competitive and really good against some of the better competition he faced this year. He had a really good game against Illinois for the most part, really good game against Ohio State. And he, I mean, he just, 
He's always playing at a really high tempo. He can he can be elusive after the ball is in his hands. We can, we've seen that with his three career punt return touchdowns. He can you know make people miss in the open field, but I mean he's really not just gonna he's not gonna blow. I mean what's the word? He's not gonna he's not gonna out physical you. You know what I mean? Sorry, I lost my train of thought really really hard there for a second. Um, I was reading something off his player profile thing. Um. But, I mean, he does, he can track the ball pretty well downfield. He wins a lot of these contested balls. You could argue that's kind of not a good thing because he's not separating his routes. I think a lot of people overestimate how important contested catching is, and that's absolutely important. You need a contested catch in the NFL when you're playing sticky coverage and you throw a 50-50 ball. You want your wide receiver to turn it into something better than a 50-50 ball. That is important, but sometimes when you have so many of these contested catch tapes on film... It's really showing that you're not separating. That was Josh Downs' problem for me. Josh Downs, contested catch monster, absolutely. But that's kind of telling that he needed to be in those contested catch scenarios because if he wasn't, he wasn't going to you know, be catching the ball in general. And it really does say that he's probably not separated enough at the next level. So up next, this is another guy that I really thought was going to test better. All these guys let me down at the combine. I was, I knew of them. I didn't like, you know, know entirely in the game, and I didn't get too deep into some of their films. But I really did know of a lot of them. And then the combine came, and none of them ran that great of forty times. And maybe we're just spoiled because last year all the wide receivers seemed to be just fucking ridiculous. Like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, all those guys ran better times than we thought. So maybe this is like the opposite effect going on here and we're just disappointed because all these guys that you know we thought were gonna run not as well last year ran better and now this year it's like i thought a lot of these guys were gonna run better and they actually ran worse so kind of a weird thing going on there but at perry coming out of wake forest um and one another one of these guys that just really really tall elite arm length so that's something that you just can't coach up in these guys he's six three and a half he really plays like he's six four 33 and a half inch arms really really long not the biggest guy in terms of weight you could definitely put on a little more mass he's only 200 pounds but just really smart i think he really something that really sold me for this guy was his resilience he just doesn't really get phased by a lot of these guys and he seems to play really smart he knows how to use leverages really well he seems like a really crafty route runner um and he just got these he's got really good hips he just seems to cut really well um, doesn't really let press coverage beat him. I think that has to do with his arm length as well, but just always fights through it. Um, I don't really think that there's too many weaknesses in his games. There's just not too many flash points in his games. And again, it's one of these things where it's like, is he really going to be able to do all these things he's doing in the college level at the next level? Because he's not that dynamic of an athlete. He really doesn't go and win at the catch point consistently. His game was much more finesse, kind of like, you know, you're very much budget Quentin Johnson and the fact that he's not really giving you all that explosiveness that Quentin Johnson's going to give you. Um, but it just feels like there's a little bit something missing in this game. I really liked watching his interview with the bootleg football podcast guys over there. That was really impressive from him. Uh, really shows that he knows the intellectual side of the game. So that's something that's very important. Um, but I really don't have too much notes on this guy. Just someone that's going to be consistent, I think has a pretty solid floor. I just don't know, you know, how high that ceiling is going to be at the next level. And if we can really see it get utilized at that level up next is a guy who, again, I, I sound like a fucking guy on repeat, but it's just true. Another guy who really disappointed me at the combine, but has just smooth as butter hands. And I don't think is being talked enough right now is Xavier Hutchinson. Xavier Hutchinson feels like a guy that 
his athleticism really did not jump off the screen at all at the combine really disappointing in a lot of ways i think the broad jump was not great at nine nine feet eight inches that's not great three cone drill also not great six nine one but not terrible either um 40 yard dash just just all around just eh, just very very eh numbers four five three forty yard dash one five five ten yard split um but xavier hutchinson i mean He's a big guy. Again, one of these guys, 6'2", 203, not huge arms or, or hands, but a senior, been there all four years at Iowa State, consistently got him better each and every single year. And just just con- just consistency is where he wins. That's all, really all I can say. Um, he runs the comeback and the hitch really well, can really go and attack the ball. Um, he flashes some elements of you know suddenness out of his routes, um, which I really think... Is going to help him at the next level. He's got a good quickness. Again, he's not the fastest guy. We just saw that. But really good hands. Seems to catch everything. Um, just knows how to use his size to find yardage after the catch and just leverage on receivers. Um, again, that's a strength of his game. But he also uses his hands and his frame to neutralize cornerbacks as a run blocker. I think that's really important for him. Um, he did have some drops on tape, but... When he was attacking and going the ball in his hands, he seems to be really smooth. I think this is a guy that's being slept on a little bit, and I really do think he can contribute to an NFL team pretty quickly here in the NFL. I just think it really depends on his limited athleticism. If someone's going to give him a chance to be, you know, get going in the league because he's not that dynamic of an athlete, but we've seen guys with this frame, with this savviness, and with the quickness of his feet succeed at the NFL level. So I definitely think Xavier Hutchinson is someone that you might be hearing his name on Sundays not far from now. My final guy on this list, I thought I had 15 guys, I guess I only have 14, is Bryce Ford Wheaton. Got to include him purely because of the the tools. It, that's, it's really, it just comes down to tools. His production in college was awful. There really wasn't a lot to look forward to there. He would curve, or he would round out uh, a lot of routes, so he would allow DBs to go and cut him. But I'm not saying he's going to have a DK Metcalf projection here, but as far as why you would take a guy like Bryce Ford Wheaton, DK Metcalf is example one. I mean, production was awful in in college for DK. Maybe not quite as bad as Bryce Ford Wheaton, but the intangibles that Bryce Ford Wheaton has are ridiculous. 4.38 40-yard dash at 6'4", 221. That is insane. 33-inch arms, that is insane. That is a huge catch radius. That is someone that can go climb the ladder, come down with the ball, moss a DB, and I didn't even include a 41-inch vertical. So he's running by your DB, then he's jumping over their head, then he's plucking the ball just straight off their dome. So, again, I don't have too much to say here. I really haven't watched too much of his film. I watched a little bit of it a few weeks back. I don't remember too much of it. I don't have too many notes on it, off of it. But, again, just the physical frame this guy has with his wingspan, with his speed, with his athleticism, that's someone you just have to take a shot on in the NFL, in my opinion. I don't know what round he's going to go in. Probably the end of... Maybe not even there. I'd probably say the fourth, maybe end of the third. Um, But again, if he slips into the fifth, am I going to be surprised? No. He really didn't do a whole lot in college. He really was not productive there. Just has all these intangibles that a lot of other guys can't even dream of. So, that's why he made the list. I think some other guys that are worth talking about... I've heard a lot of people talking about Charlie Jones. His name has been circling around a lot recently. He was a receiver out of Purdue. I didn't talk about him in this episode because, frankly, I just didn't get to his film. 
I've been really busy watching film, guys. I'm sorry I've been very inconsistent with uploads, but my draft guide is currently 20 pages. <laughs> I've got, I'd probably say 60 guys here, I want to say. I've got like, yeah, I've got like 14 wide receivers. I've got 12 cornerbacks. I've got, how many running backs is that? I've got like 10, 11 running backs. So I've got a lot more to talk with you guys about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Talk with, talk about with you guys. That's English. There we go. We found it somewhere in there. Um, a lot of guys that I'm really, really excited going into the NFL draft. A lot of guys that I think are being slept on really heavy. So I'm going to make sure to cover all of it for you guys. I might even record a second episode later today because I am pretty behind on my draft content. I want to get it out at least a week before the draft just so you guys have time to, you know, catch up, listen to it, hear my thoughts about these guys and are able to form your own opinions because I'm sure you guys have already been, if you're listening to this, then I'm sure this isn't the first bit of draft content you've listened to. If this is the first bit of draft content you've listened to, then hey, that's just my thoughts on the wide receivers. Go listen to some other good peoples. Obviously, it's all subjective. It's all dependent on what you want from these guys. But I think this is a pretty weak wide receiver class throughout, but there is some decent depth there that can be found in the later rounds. So let me know what you guys think of this episode. I'm going to make my next episode most likely on cornerbacks or running backs. Let me know if you guys prefer um, either one of those two. Actually, you guys probably won't know because if I do end up recording an episode later today, I'm not going to get that feedback in time. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I've been talking for 45 minutes straight. I appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Be sure to subscribe to me here on, or give me a follow here at Murphy's League. Go, Be sure to go follow my Instagram over at Murphy's League. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all. Peace out.